Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry. Hey, Eating Habits listeners, this is Jamie Lynch. Quick note about this episode with Chef Sam Dimonich. I had some poor audio quality um, throughout this episode. There's a little bit of echo or reverb in there, which we have since learned how to mitigate. So please bear with me on this. I know the audio quality isn't quite where I want it to be, um, but it's a great conversation with an old friend of mine um, and somebody I have a ton of respect for. So enjoy the show. Hey, Sam Dimonich here, and you're listening to Eating Habits Podcast. All right, so so I'm sitting here with Sam Dimich. We known each other for a long time. See, we started working together in I'm trying to think about this this morning. Two thousand has to be oh five oh five. That's that what window. I that's what I was thinking. Like oh five oh six, and um, we were at we were little baby cooks. Little baby. Well, we were we were the next generation. We we thought we were bigger. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, baby cooks. Right, <laughs> it's true. We were we were we were big fish in a small pond. That just hadn't been caught yet. Definitely different <laughs> you know, days, something man. like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, b- back then. So listen, 2005 in Charlotte, there wasn't a whole lot. There was like three chefs. There was three chefs. It was Tim Grudy, Tom, it, Gene. Yep. Might be missing one or two, but yeah, generally speaking, Jim Noble. Yeah, Noble. He, he had no, he had Nobles then. Yeah. Um. The, the um. I don't think with Brewsters was it. Around no, them, was it? That no, was he just had that place over there in South Park. Yeah. Anyway, so it was it was there wasn't a whole lot going on then. There wasn't a whole lot of opportunity, um, and we got our big shot at Blue. Mm-hmm. Well, did you come? You came on at Blue, mm-hmm. and then we all moved over to Table. Yeah. To open that up, and that's where we really kind of started like doing some cool food. And yeah. Some stuff. Yeah. With but Gene. very little upward mobility. Mm-hmm. Like that was. I think we were all like. Yeah. Gene, like, Gene. Gene is like the luckiest chef <laughs> of all time, dude. Like he had he had you me. Uh, ben. ben Miles mm-hmm. and um, John Matthews, yeah, was yeah. the was like the dream team sous chef crew that yeah, was just was, like Gene was like I mean he would just put micros on greens as they <laughs> yeah, left the window yeah. and like, <laughs> like loving it he had a clipboard totally that was the most was, organized chef I've ever worked for that yeah day. he definitely had his shit together I mean he mm-hmm. was um and he was and he was good to work with like he was he was a cook's chef yeah you know? like he was he his ego was like very like he didn't have he wasn't ego driven I mean he would lose his shit. Yeah. On the line, if things yeah. were like coming unraveled, <laughs> yeah, um, and get get loud, yeah. But um, but he was always like, but he was on, he was a cook chef. I mean, he 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 had empathy for what it was like to be on the line grinding. Totally, you know. Yeah, um, and I really and his flavor I, profile was was wild. Yeah, yeah, it was I've good. never seen that. Yeah, yeah, it was good, and I like the way he um, you know, because it was Mediterranean, right? Blue was all Mediterranean stuff, but he definitely had a way of doing it that was. Interesting. And because yeah. I came from a classic background, and so did you. Yeah. You worked at Lebec Fit, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, that's just, like, as classic as fucking get. Yeah. <laughs> George Perrier yeah. is, like, fuck yeah. all Francais. <laughs> yeah, get me a close. Yeah. Quick. <laughs> yeah. So, so we came from, like, a very traditional kind of background, French background. And yeah, so, it was a hard right turn, man. Yeah, and he, and he had a fresh approach to that, which I really I admired him. Yeah, I'll share the story with you, man. He had me making aioli. Remember, you just come in and do a prep list. They'd be like, no recipes, like nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so anyway, and I love that. It's still yeah. employed to this day. But I made him into aioli, right? And um, yeah, with a French background. And I thought it was like spot on and money. And I presented it to him. And he was like, not even close, man. 
You know what I mean? You're like, not even close. You're like, okay, like, well, what are you looking for exactly? I don't know, do I ask? Like, yeah. where do we go from here? Yeah. yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? But then I, I, I quickly, like, I added some um, whatever hot – we had uh, oh, we, hot sauce or something. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And acid, you know, and brought it back to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, there it is. You know, and I'll never forget it because, I, I you know, that, like that was a breakthrough moment for me as a cook because I really didn't have, like um, – like – you know, uh, my flavor vocabulary was rather limited. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I understood, like I, I tasted the before and I tasted the dip after. And then from then on, man, I, yeah. you know, I kind of have a better understanding of how powerful acid is in, in the foods that we cook. Totally. Mm-hmm. One thing that Small I was, moment, but big one. one thing I was reflecting on lately, cause like, so you brought up that food vocabulary, right? And that reminded me of something that we always used to talk about in York when I was working for Andrew Carmelini. It was all about like developing your cooking voice, right? Like what's that going to be? And, um, and now like, so, you know, fast forward to now, like my career now is a lot of training chefs to be chefs, Mm -hmm. right. To, to, to bypass all the bullshit and fuck ups that we made, um, as a leader, as a manager, as a chef, like, so that they can become better faster. And so I was reflecting on this the other day and I was thinking about how to explain to chefs about to understand flavor better Mm -hmm. than just and the balance of flavor Mm -hmm. and how the importance of like each one of those things either can be the star of the show, right? It can be, it can be the thing that you're trying to focus on the flavor you're trying to push forward, or it can be a supporting role, something that helps those things happen, like helps those other things happen. Or it can be like a total balance of, of all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, like that harmony of flavor on your palate. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I was reflecting about that a lot and I, and I really had like a lot of insight into it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I want to, now I need to like put this in action. I need to get my guys together and start talking to them about it and see if they get it the way yeah. that I do. Right. Cause I don't know that they it's will. Powerful, yeah. It? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And, and the reason that I started thinking about this, you might appreciate this, is that a chef that I worked for, um, at Cafe Balloon in New York, he was my chef de partie on the meat side. Yeah. So he was one of the sous chefs underneath Andrew. And he ran the meat side, right? So he, he uh, saucier and the entremetier worked under him. Mm-hmm. And I was, at the time when this happened, I was saucier. I was kind of like lead line on the line, learning sauce making from like this, you know, guy who came up under, in, in like Michelin star restaurants in France and then worked for Danielle for years. Yeah. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn as much as I can. This dude could tell, I think I've told you this story probably when we worked together. Could tell if you left out like a bay leaf right. or peppercorns mm-hmm. from a stock mm-hmm. that you're making a sauce from. Yeah. Like a recipe ago. Three days ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. and that blew my fucking mind. Like he would like, he'd come by and like taste my stuff, you know, as I was like working. He'd be like, uh, you know, hey, there's no peppercorns in there. And you're like, Fuck I'm like, there's peppercorns. And he's like, you know, and he'd give you that look like, <laughs> don't fucking bullshit me nice or you're going to end up entremet again yeah. like you're gonna yeah. be making vegetables again yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like fuck that okay tomato diamonds but it blew my mind that he could decipher that yeah and uh and i never understood it because my palate even today is not that good. right somebody asked me that the other day i was telling this story and they're like so can you they're like, can you do that chef and i was like fuck no <laughs> like taste if there's peppercorns in a stock that you made it no yeah i'm not that good yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But we could aspire to be. Yeah, 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 totally. And that's the thing, right? It's like, I, I want to understand that. I want to yeah. be able to get there. Um, and that just, and that really sent me down a rabbit hole of like the craft of what, and that you never get. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah, like, definitely. it's a, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, definitely. You know, as, as cheesy as that sounds, it's totally true. It's an absolute journey. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and the ability to impact cooks uh, in in ways that we probably well we definitely couldn't in in the past, but um, you know I think all like having an alternative avenue from the way we came up is really important as well. Totally, you know what I mean. So let's talk about that. Yeah. What? So you know we're the we're the next generation, right? Yeah. We're we're the guys that are that are bringing up a lot of of young talent mm-hmm. um, in what we're doing. All right, let's so let's start with let's, emergency. Yeah. So that I want to talk about that. Because that's really important, I think. And that's a responsibility that we have as chefs now. Yeah. And as we kind of move into the next phases of whatever we're doing. Um, but before we get there, let's talk about your path. Okay, so you worked at Lebec Finn mm-hmm. under George Perrier. Yeah. Who, people who do not know who he is. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s. Probably the 90s is when he was really fucking at the top of the, the, yeah. the food chain as far yeah. as French cuisine in America. Yeah. Um. I tell everybody, man, French Laundry of the East Coast. Yeah, 100%. You know I mean? Yeah, his food was very, it was a lot more classic than that. Yeah. Like his food was straight up classic French, like modern French cooking. Yeah. Um, a lot of sauces. Yeah. And, and technique. It was all technique. Very much. Like it wasn't about, you know, the wackiest ingredient you can find from Asia that nobody's tried before, right? right? It was like, no, these are turnips. Yeah. And we're going to turn these into a masterpiece of, and like, so how do you do that, right? Yeah. It's a different approach than I think totally. a lot of young chefs use. Um, so, so from there, tell me your story. Like, where, how did you get to where you are now? And I'm really interested in what is next for you. Yeah. So give me like the quick version of like, unless there's some major stuff to talk about. Well, no, nah, I mean, uh, you know, at the time of Lebec Finn, I was, I was in school, I was at CIA, mm-hmm. you know, so that was my apprenticeship. You know, and I got to Philly because, um, hey, I had no money. <laughs> like kids I was going to school with. I can relate you know what I mean yeah. like I'm in the Hudson Valley I'm just a kid from the beach you know what I mean never been anywhere stuff sand on my toes you know what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and so all my you know the, the peers that I went to school with were traveling like you know what I mean like parents had deep pockets and shit you know going to uh, Europe and, and um, or the west coast or Colorado or whatever um, so whatever so but the stars line up for us right and so I landed in this French restaurant because I love French food and um was it was there some some story as to how you landed that gig or was it just was Pierre taking a lot of interns from CIA? No, he was definitely taking in. Yeah, like that was part intern. of his yeah. program. So there were yeah. other interns there while you were there, kind of thing. Or yeah, there was there were several of them, three or okay. four of them. Um, so there was like so whatever. So I didn't have any money. So like my options were limited. So Manhattan was really out of the question because I couldn't afford to live there. Okay. Philadelphia is like a little bit more manageable, and I wound up renting a room. That's a whole other story. It was the greatest experience <laughs> of my life. But there was like mold on the ceilings. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I've never been anywhere, so I don't know what this is. <laughs> and uh, no, so I, I was like um, striped bass. Susanna Fu, Lebec Finn, I applied to those three restaurants, I think. Yep. You know what I mean? And maybe one more. And uh, But I met Greg Gable, and Greg Gable was a CIA grad, and uh, we connected. And, um, and I, you know, I, I just felt like that was the place for me. So long story short, you know, you walk in there, and a restaurant like that, you know, it was like five diamonds at the time. You're, you know what I mean? Like, you're just trying to hang on. You know yeah. I mean? You ain't working any stations, man. You know what I mean? You're trying to make it out of the basement. You know, a lot of people don't really understand what it's like to yep. apprentice in a restaurant that's established. Yep. Like, you, you know what I mean? And, and so I would be nervous, like five blocks away, like <laughs> before you got to the front door. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the day of the morning of my shift, you know, um, you know, it's so a little by little, um, you know, we talked about freedom earlier. It's freedom in that too. It's like, all right, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to go in there and do my best. And so, um, you know, I love, I love to cook, love, love to be a part of something bigger. And so, uh, eventually man, um, 
yeah. So I uh, worked my way out of the basement, started working stations, and and um, that was my apprenticeship. And it was six months, uh, give or take a few weeks. And I learned more there and than I did in two years at CIA, really. Yeah. But CIA yeah. opened the doors. You know, exactly. Met a lot of net, you know, we built a network there. But but there's nothing like being thrown into the middle of a cauldron, you know what I mean, of, of Five Diamond Food. And um, where it's like everything has – like there's only one standard. That's yeah, it. Yeah. There are no bad days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and, and there's people on board that will hold you accountable. So, you know what I mean? You learn so much in situations like that. And, again, like, you know, I went from Myrtle Beach, worked with my dad to, like, this French restaurant in Myrtle to, uh, you know, I got the scholarship to go to CIA. So I went to CIA. I had never been anywhere. And then I wound up in Philly. And, um, you know, just a wide-eyed kid, man. So it was, so, wide, it was a wild experience. And then where, where did you end up from there? So after, after Lebec Finn. So I go back to school. Yep. That's semester Finn, three out of five. Yep. Right? So you go back and graduate. Yep. And then I had a contract with the, with the hotel I worked at in Myrtle. Um, they helped me with uh, tuition. It was so expensive. And so I had to go back to, to Myrtle and um, fulfill those obligations. And then from there, I went and just line cooked. Um, like there's so like there's so much to unpack there, but um, you know going back to Myrtle and cooking as a sous chef there, um, I was quickly promoted. Like it was a weird situation. Mm -hmm. Like I got, like it was one of those deals where like you're graduated, all right, cool. Now you're the chef. You and know what like, I mean? And sweet. I'm like, you're yeah, like fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't even know how to make pasta yet. Yeah. Like how how is this even a thing? Yeah. So I was like, so uh, it quickly became uh clear to me that like that if i were going to learn and and like it's it's pretty cool to touch on like the philadelphia experience because i was around people who just wanted to line cook and fucking be badass line cooks yep and um and didn't care about the titles or anything else like that like they just wanted to learn how to cook and I, and so whatever so i was leaning on what i saw and what i witnessed up there and um i just packed up my shit one day and left and uh and went to dc and just line cooked nice but that was also 2001 right mm -hmm. so I was, I was in dc for 9 11. Yep. And so soon after 9-11, I mean, really immediately everything shut down, you know, so my last shift in D.C. was um, New Year's Eve, I won, I packed up again, went back to Myrtle, that's where I met my children's mom, it's a pretty cool story, right, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, yep. and um, out of tragedy comes triumph, mm -hmm. so I met her, and, um, you know, we have two beautiful kids, and remain friends, and the kids are great, and all that, so, but back to Myrtle, and then, um, uh, you know, a couple years after that, I'm in Raleigh, and then I, I land in Charlotte, 04. Mm -hmm. And I think we met shortly after that. We right? did. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we meet. We're, we work at at Blue Table. We do all that stuff. I mean, how long? How long were you there? Was a couple of years. I did. I think I did two years with Blue. Two years with with Con Well, no, two years with Chris at New South, ish. Two years with Blue. Yeah. I think. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all kind of gray. I mean, I was I was with Ed Blue for like five years, or six yeah. years. I was doing the math. I was like, holy shit! I know. Man. I right? worked with Gene. And those guys for, for a long time. And yeah. I was basically line cooking. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's it. Because I mean, We're making lamb shanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was searing tenderloins. That's what I did. <laughs> Me and Bernie yeah. would cook a bazillion tenderloins. Just like it every day. If he showed. Yeah. Yeah. Which means I was doing it half the time. Yeah. I was like, I'm the best yeah. line cook in Charlotte right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, that's you right, know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so I did New South. Uh, that was my first job. And then I went to Gene, so that would be a blue. And then uh, blue became table. And then I worked at both of them because table struggled a little bit. Yep. And uh, so we had to figure that one out. And then I went to uh, I went with Condren over to the Harper's group. Yep. And that led to ARPA. ARPA. Mm -hmm. And then upstream and ARPA. upstream. Yeah. Where you were. So upstream was where you were most recently the executive chef over there. Yeah. 
Um, and they closed that down. They did as a result well, of COVID. COVID co- had plans co- for, for upstream. Yeah. Uh, because of, for a lot of yeah, yeah. restaurants. And so, and so that kind of brings us to what you're up to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah. And that happened to like our industry is just wrecked mm-hmm. from this. I mean, my group is super lucky that we have somehow navigated it. Cause for a while there we were, I mean, Pat Alejandro, me, our families all rented a house on IOP mm-hmm. and we all moved in together. Mm-hmm. Like I sold my farm. It was like yeah. the farm. I was like, I can't keep this thing going. Right. And, um, was that because of COVID or was that? Yeah. It, no, it was during COVID. It was, yeah, it was actually last December. Yeah. So about a year ago. That's exactly right. Why so, I do what I do. Yeah. I mean, we locked, we locked down on the farm for, for the first half of the code, what we were kind of trying figuring out was going on. And like for the first couple months, just kind of staying put. And when it, when it became clear to us that this was not going to resolve itself soon, mm-hmm. I mean, the farm was expensive. Like the mortgage there was expensive and, and the, the farming that we did offset our mortgage payments. So like restaurants were closed. I had nowhere to sell. I tried to sell our stuff like in a CSA type situation, which worked for, for, worked for a bit. That was a fucking lot of work though. And then $25 a basket. Yeah. You know, it's I can't keep my, my life afloat for that. Um, on our scale too. And yeah. so anyway, so, so we decided, Corey and I decided the best thing to do real estate prices were skyrocketing. People wanted a sanctuary. So I was like, let's, I have no money. I'm restaurant rich and cash poor. I got restaurants all over that are closed and no cash. I'm like, we're, we are in a fucking bind here. Like if these restaurants close, we're done for. We got to re, we got to rethink what we're doing. And that reality became like, that's a gift of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, okay, let's sell this farm. Let's get that cash, put it in the bank and just, and, and then we all moved on like Pat, Alejandro, me, Corey, his family, his kids all rent it. Cause all the rental properties went like nobody was doing anything. Yeah. So I we got we that. we got a year lease on on a beach house for like peanuts. Right. For less than we pay for our corporate apartment. <laughs> so we all moved into this beach house and we're like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Right. Let's figure it out, right? Yeah. And um, <laughs> so that's what that that was the demise of the farm and all that. Right. And, th- and during that, there was some times where we were like, okay, which restaurant do we close first? Right. right. You know, we're like, fuck. Scary yeah. This is right? this is real. Yeah. You know, and this is after we've laid off our team. I'm, I'm auctioning off fucking chef dinners to try to like raise money for my staff. Like that I can give them some money to like hold out and wait. It was fucking crazy. The shit we had to do. Yeah. Um, and so what was your experience through that? Obviously how, how long did upstream last before they decided to pull the plug on? Uh, well, it all happened so quick and, and kind of what you're touching on is, is nothing but the truth. And, um, that's a lot of people don't understand what goes on behind the curtain of, of what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, um, like the weight of, um, having to lay people off like this, that's, that's the work easily. You know what? I've been through some shit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's the darkest day of my career. It's different when shit happens to you or yeah. you do shit to yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, then when real. you do it to somebody else, yeah. right? Like, like we're, we're in the hospitality business. Like yeah. we have a gene mm-hmm. that, that, that we have to take care of people, mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And the way we do it is through food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but that, but that translates to our leadership too, of like our teams, like we, like our teams are our family. That sounds all cliche, but it's fucking true. It's true. I spend more time with my crew. Right. And we'll touch on some of the stuff that I want to talk about. The, the, we're, my plan for you is to get into this a little bit later because right. I think that's the future of what we do is like, you know, having to lay off staff is like devastating. 
Yeah. Like I fucking, I turned my phone off for like three days and was like meltdown mode. Right. Like with my, with my fiance, I was like, I like can't believe this is the worst. This is my body. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I've been, and I've been through some shit too. So for like, sure. I understand that. Yeah. Like having yeah. to lay people off is the worst. Yeah. So to kind of set the table in my situation, you know what we did, um, so like January, um, the Bobby Flay show came out, right? Right. Okay. So that yeah. was like, and I won and that was awesome. Yeah. My man. <laughs> yeah, man. And, um, but, but like our audience had, gr had grown. Right. And, um, and I'd already been grinding away at upstream and had not been, um, there'd been a kind of a revolving door of chefs there for a while, but we kind of felt like we'd, uh, stabilized, um, like our management, our staffing. I felt really, really good about my relationship with food at that point and, and cooking. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. there was a lot of editing going on and I felt like I was like I was heading the right direction. And um and so really for the spring of twenty, I wasn't thinking about fucking COVID, man. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I don't watch the news. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the kitchen, you know what I mean? And I'm mapping out a summer menu. Right. I'm not thinking about a shutdown. You know what I mean? So whenever we had that 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 meeting on the fourteenth, March fourteenth, that's Sunday, I think it was. Um and they were like, yeah, we're going to close for lunch. Um, we got this COVID thing coming on, you know, this potentially a shutdown or something like that. I'm like, what? I don't even know. What are yeah. you even talking about? Yeah. Shutdown. Shutdown, right. Yeah. And so then, <laughs> so then by that Tuesday, it was over. Yeah. You know, and, um, and so we, we gathered everybody around. We, we, we had to call everybody in, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to let them go. Yeah. And, um, you know, and the management team at Upstream, um, you know, were super compassionate people. And, and it, was, it, was, it was a day, you know, right. where – you know, like everybody's gathered around. Um, we're trying to find the words. You know what I mean? We're confused. And um, all I remember thinking was like, you know, I'm a highly motivated person, right? Mm -hmm. and, I've, and I ask a lot of myself and I ask a lot of the people that are on my team. And um, so I've asked these people, you know what I mean, to set everything aside for the past year and a half, two years, three years, whatever it is, whoever been with me for three years, you know what I mean, to focus on this thing and let's ride. You know what I mean? And it was over. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. like, that's, it's painful. Yeah. And confusing. And, um, and, and it, so it's a lot of things. So that's, um, you know, that's what happened. That's how it happened. That, that's kind of where I'm going with this. And I want to hear where, where your thoughts are on yeah. the future for you yeah. and your businesses. Um, but so, so the close, the shutdown there and going through that experience led to your little personal project, your farm project. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, well, so well, how really, did that... I can't really tell the story without talking about sobriety. Yeah. You know Let's what I mean? I knew that would come up. Yeah. So, Let's do um, it. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, yeah. Um, well, you know what? I'm seeing it a lot more and more, mm -hmm. um, around to like, I'm sober too now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you know, knew that, but I've, I've, I've been sober for three years or something. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, very different. And, you know, so I could speak to that too. You have a longer relationship with sobriety than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Cause I remember you were, you were sober when we met back then in 2005. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about it. Yeah. Tell, well, tell I mean, me so, so, you know, so March 17th, 2020, you know, I line up 37 bags of, and I just load them up with, with food, you know, and, and give them to the staff. And, and um, some part of me knew that was it, you know? And yeah. so, um, you know, that's a really, really painful and empty place to be. And, and I, I can only relate it to when I showed up to treatment, um, November, uh, God, November 16th, 2014, mm -hmm. you know, I'd been on the streets. I was a homeless kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As a consequence of my actions being strung out on the streets, um, you know, of like coming, uh, to this realization that there's nothing there, 
You know what I mean? I have, I've lost everything. You know what I mean? It was almost the same feeling. The only difference was this time I'd been sober for five years. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Five and change, whatever it was. And so I had all these tools and resources. And, and so, you know, which, uh, you know, a lot of people associate sobriety with like abstinence. But to me, it's, it's like it's a solution based way of life. Like, all right, here's the problem. We got to find a solution. And let's fucking let's move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no time to waste. Like yeah. we got shit to do. And so, um, so I leaned into Ben's friends. I leaned into sobriety. I leaned into everything that I've learned. Had and, Ben's and, friends and, been, and then some. Had Ben's friends been a part of your um, repertoire before COVID, or did that come after? How long? How when did they start? Very start? different though. Uh, it's like eighteen, I think. Two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Ben's friends comes. It started. Um, Steve Palmer. Mickey Bask. And Mickey, yeah. Mickey Bask in, in Charleston. Yeah. Um, they started a support group for uh, for uh, service. Food service. Food service food people yeah. that are struggling with sobriety, whether drugs or alcohol or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's got a huge following in Charleston. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people that and, – and they have they – have, uh, like Every city needs it, man. Yeah, yeah. To- I, I totally agree. I don't yeah. actually go to any meetings and stuff, but that's my own thing. Um, but, but they do like, they do meetings, like same thing as like a, like a 12 step type thing, right? You go, you talk support group. Um, they do some other stuff. Like what else do they do, uh, to support people? Like, well, well, okay. So, so up to the, up until that point, ben, uh, Ben's friends had been, uh, locale only. Okay. You know what I mean? And so what, what we wound up doing, I've been the Charlotte chapter leader since uh, its inception, luckily for me. And uh, so we got on a Zoom call and like, again, it's like sobriety is one of those things where it's solution oriented, where we were like, well, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? We're like, let's start a fucking national Zoom meeting at one o'clock every single day at one o'clock Eastern, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's what we did. So we shifted because we can't meet in person anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so those are out. We don't want to do like just a, every city do a local meeting. Let's get on a, a national call and, yep. and come together. And it was a fucking game changer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because How? I was I was hearing people. Uh, in food and beverage across the country that were going uh, through the same thing, feeling the same feelings, experiencing the same experiences, but coming together as a collective uh, with, with like um, attainable solutions. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so that was the deal. So that was like, so that was like the foundation of, of kind of uh, you know, my mindset and where my heart and, and mind one w- needed to be really. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah. So anyway, so I can't really talk about that without talking about um, sobriety and how important that is. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, the other, like, as far as your farms, your table goes, a couple of weird things happen. I say weird. It's just the way it is. Once I say it, you, you'll probably agree with me, right? So um, I have, I took a bunch of food home from upstream, right? And from Isaac from Harmony Ridge. Yep. Right. And so I had his veggies and, and you know, I mean, like, we are just cooking and um, um, the, the Wednesday he calls me, right? Isaac. And Isaac, uh, you know, yeah. Isaac, okay. mm-hmm. shy guy, yeah. like very, very super like, chill, yeah. yeah, very super chill. Da- down he was like just... devastated, man. He's like, you know, he just lost 35 wholesale accounts in Charlotte. Yep. Um, uh, that's the season's worth of crops. And then it has another season uh, in the ground. Don't yep. know what's going to happen next. Don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? And I'm like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? This is heavy. Yeah, yeah. This is, and, uh, this is bigger than, this is a lot bigger than me having to send my, my team home. So much. Yeah, you're so like, much. oh shit. Yeah. 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 And then, you know what I mean? So, so, so I get this call from Isaac, um, you know what I mean? And I'm, I am with him. Like I'm devastated with him. I'm feeling that. Right. And so, um, the next day I'm hanging out with some friends in, in uh, in Waxhaw and I'm grilling, like we're having dinner 
you know, trying to figure out my next move. And um, as I'm grilling, I have his veggies, and I have like this. Uh, I think it's Wagyu flank, which I love. <laughs> yeah. mm. So I'm like, so I'm I'm looking at now. I'm looking at the grill, and I'm looking at the veggies. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, God damn, it'd be cool if I could just put together like a three course meal, a ripped off restaurant week, three for thirty, right? Yeah. I can go to Isaac's farm and put money in his pocket and yep. buy whatever he has, right? right? We've been cooking a long time. We already touched on that. Yep. So you give me a, a fucking mystery basket. You yeah. Know what I mean, let's have some fun. Let's roll. 100%. So salad, uh, entree, lots of veggies, simple dessert. And so uh, so I was like, you know, if I do 10 a day, six days a week, uh, $30 each, that's 1800 bucks a week, right? Uh, then I could keep my lights on, not mm-hmm. get my car repossessed. Yeah. Pay my daughter's Invisalign bill. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And support the farms along the way. And then also use, I touched on the, like the Bobby Flay thing, use my voice, whatever that is. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking nothing. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's whatever. Uh, but, but to do everything I can to tell Isaac's story so that as we're moving through this COVID as a community, you know, um, you know, hopefully we can create connection, you know, and, and mm-hmm. whether you're a single mom on the West side of Charlotte, you know, three kids that, um, don't go to farmer's markets. Um, I, maybe I can be a small part in, in carrying Isaac's message to your doorstep, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're a South Park, uh, you know, family of six, you know what I mean? That doesn't, that, you know what I mean? Like, they're used to eating yeah. out. I'll make your dinner for you. I'm going to bring you this message from our local farms and farmers markets, you know, and hopefully create connection to where you understand what's, what's going on and what's at stake here. Yep. You know, and again, it was like, it was at this point where COVID was really fluid. Nobody knew what was going to happen next. The news was insane. Politics even crazier, right? And so, so uh, I don't you know, know. At the end of the day, we have food. Food brings us together. We still right. like we can still agree on that. Yep. You know what I mean? Everybody so, needs it. Everybody needs it. So that was my compass. Yeah. Right. I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen next. Yep. You know what I mean? At this point, I, I you know, I'm waiting on upstream to open back up. Right. So I threw this thing together, man. And you know and and I mean? how did how did it go? Like, um, like like <laughs> what, what was it absurd? <laughs> it went well, right? Yeah, it went well. But I'm like, in my, I'm in my apartment in Cotswold. Like, yeah. With a glass top uh, stove and and my. I know it. <laughs> That's why I don't cook at home. That's why none of us cook at home. We're like, screw that. Like, yeah, I so, need firepower to do so what ten, I do. Ten <laughs> meals a day. Ten meals a day turn into twenty, and, yep. and um, we got a write up from um, Charlotte Agenda, which is now Axios. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Way, I think her name is. Yeah, Emma Way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Emma. Yeah, she's great. And, um, and so, um, and again, like, there's no website. I'm getting everything through IG, mm-hmm. right, Instagram, and so I, whatever. So the article comes out. I open up my phone, get my orders. You know, it's seven or, or six or seven in the morning, and I'm like, "There's, I have 37 orders. What the fuck am I gonna do?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And my Venmo account was like, I was like, "Is this my? You know what I mean? Like, have I been hacked? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to return this money? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. but anyway, so that that's but that's that you talk about organics. Like that's how it all happened. Yep. And that's how it all came together. You know, little by little, it just became more and more um, clear that like th- there's some future to this. Yeah, might have a chance. So, th- I mean, that's that's awesome, right? And 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 like kudos to you for like thinking on the fly, coming up with an idea, executing it. I mean, it speaks a lot to you to be able to do that. Chefs are a creative bunch. We have a lot of ideas. Resilient. There are so many chefs and wannabe chefs <laughs> that have great ideas. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the tenacity, the intelligence, the drive, mm-hmm. the resilience to make those things happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, so kudos to you for being able to do that on the fly and then turn it into something successful. But A, to take care of your family, mm-hmm. to take care of the people in the food community that needed help too, like the farmers and everything like that. I think you you, you got some stuff from us, from our farm during that. I was like, thank you, yeah. <laughs> like because that's going to pay my bill. 
So like that, that's dude, proud of you, man. That's amazing that you were able to do that. So what's next for that? Are you going to like, you're still doing it? Still doing it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> so your farms are table. So, so is that the future for Sam? Yeah. So this is, yeah. I mean, my chips are in, man. You know I mean? This is what we're going to do. We're going to, um, your farms, your table, the meal delivery service will, will always be, um, it will just always be like that's that's the foundation of your farm's your table. That's what we're doing. But we also do events. We have a personal chef service, um, you know, that we're really excited about and and get to um, that creates possibilities to make impacts on people that, um, you know, that are in our uh, in our community that that yeah. definitely probably don't go to farmers markets and probably definitely don't know stories about you know the local suppliers and the mom and pops and stuff. The, the people that you and I love, Jamie, mm-hmm. and have been, um, you know. Um, the backbone of, um, you know, the food that we, we've been cooking for a long time. So any chance I get to share that, um, you know, their story and, and those messages, I, I, I jump at it. Um, so we have that. And then we have, um, we have an events division that's really, really going really, really well. It's crazy actually. And, um, and then, and then we have a new restaurant that's going to open up next year. Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> do you have a space? I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah can you yeah. talk about that or yeah, not yeah, yet? Yeah, talk about it. Where, where's it going to be? It's going to be on the west side of Charlotte. West nice. Heights. Yeah. That's a and great neighborhood too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember not too long ago, you didn't want to be really hanging around over there. <laughs> right? Like at yeah. night, it was like a little, a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-sobriety. I mean, I'm pretty, find me there. I'm pretty sure that I used to go over there and pick up <laughs> some stuff back in the day. Groceries. Yep. Some groceries. Is that what we call it? Groceries. <laughs> You're going to get some groceries. Um, yeah. so, but, but a lot has changed over there a lot as, um, a lot of people have moved into the neighborhood, cleaned up the streets a little bit. Um, and that's awesome that you're going to bring a business over there. Yeah. What is it? What does that look like? Yeah. How big, how big is it? What's the, so, yeah, I mean, so it's going to be, is it a so, division of your farm, your table? Yeah. It'll be restaurant Constance, which is my daughter's name okay. by your farms, your table. Yep. Um, we're excited about that. Awesome. Um, it's going to be 30 seats in and around 30, 30, cool. 40 seats. We have some, we have some stuff we have to work out, but, but that's, um, you know, that's pretty well established. The food will be really, really simple, focused, uncomplicated, but, um, you know, but it'll be, you know, like I'm going for it. Yep. You know what I mean? Good. Like we're going to sit there and play food. We're going to do, we, we want to create, continue to create connection and, and have some fun. And one thing that I've missed a lot, you know, during, during the, the pandemic and shutdown and, and kind of shift into doing um, um, like the meal delivery thing is that human connection in the restaurant, yep. you know what I mean? And really, really feeling that energy. So I'm really excited about getting back to that. Nice. I, I, I do that all the time in events, but still it's like, you know, it's, there's nothing like it. You know right. what I mean? You know, people come in, you know, uh, they bring their energy. Then, then we, you know, hopefully we create and they're happy and you, you pick up on that energy as a cook. Um, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's a life force. Totally. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. What is your, what's your time frame? What's your target? Probably late summer, early fall. Late summer next year. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't so wait. oysters, sashimi, um, you know, some center of the plate entrees, some fun with fermentations. It's just like the, really, really focused. It's going to be like a menu. traditional style menu, like starters, yeah. apps, entrees, desserts kind of thing. How yeah. ma- how big's the menu in your, uh, in your, in your vision? Yeah. I mean, it'll be tight. You know, we'll have, um, probably some seafood focused apps, probably six, seven, you know, three or four salads, mm-hmm. probably six entrees, you know, in a solid pastry program, like probably 15, four options. 15 items, some like small mm-hmm. menu, like mm-hmm. changing, always super chef, you know, yeah. Market driven. 
yeah. all that stuff. You know, it's interesting yeah. about that is like, um, somebody was asking me about what's the concept. I'm like, the concept is listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shut the fuck up and listen, yeah. you know, what's out there in the seasons and, and let the markets write the menu for you. You know Love what I mean? And, and then you, you, and then get out of the way. So what else? So what else are they listening for? Cause that's a good concept. And I totally like when you said it, I got it instantly. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Like listen to the farms. What does that tell you? What is mm -hmm. like, what is there to learn from? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look, you know, there was a time where even when you and I cooked together, where it was like a thing to like get fennel from California or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, um, you know, or asparagus from, um, uh, you know, I don't know where strawberries from Florida, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank, but we're here in Charlotte, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and I think for us, um, you know, to kind of like manifest that symbiotic relationship that we have with our local suppliers, yep. like they have to play a role. And, and I've quickly realized, you know, I say quickly because, you know, in the past few years, it's like chefs get a lot of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it's, love. It's, but, it's, but the real stars are the people that, you know, who make the food, people who grow, who grow you know what I mean? Yep. Who literally are. That's what up. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, you yeah. know, you did it. That, that's, that's why I did it. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think a lot of people realize that that was the, that was the, the catalyst for me starting the farm. Mm -hmm. You know, I met Sammy Koingsberg when I was the sous chef at Ethan's, mm -hmm. um, which is closed now. It used to, it's where Fitzgerald's or O'Kennedy or whatever, whatever that bar in, in, in uh, like a little five points is. It was, it was Ethan's and Mark Martin went to Necky. He's from my alma mater. So when I got to town, he was the only dude that would hire me because mm -hmm. everybody saw my resume. He was like, fuck this guy. Right. He's going to take my job. He's going he's to take, take my restaurant from me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, All these yeah. chef owners were like, fuck yeah. this dude. Yeah. So I went and I just worked with Mark. And I was like, dude, I'll do whatever. Man. I'll work. You know, he, I was a sous chef, so I did the orders and did whatever. But like, I mean, I worked the line. Let's be right. real. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, but, you know, Mark was, was buying local product. And that's where I met Sammy. And, mm -hmm. I, and that fucking blew my mind. Like, mm -hmm. it was a game changer. Because cooking in New York, here, um, you know, you have the most amazing products. Mm -hmm. But you're not meeting the people that are growing, mm -hmm. that are raising, that are doing that stuff. And so to have Sammy, like, drop off shit in the morning, I was like, who is this guy? Right. Like, I, and so I used, to, I used to go out to his farm, like, on the weekends when I wasn't working. And just, like, I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I come and, like, bother you on the farm? He's like... As long as you bring like some boots, you right. know, I was like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so I just show up yeah. and follow him around in the field and do, like, do whatever he told me to do and just pick his brain. And he was very, like, very open to sharing what he was doing. And you, you know, Sammy, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's just a great dude. And so that is what planted the seed mm -hmm. for me. And fast forward after blue, after, you know, after opening five church, you know, like having success as a chef owner and, and, you know, having a vision and putting it out there and people like, you know, supporting it mm -hmm. and becoming a leader mm -hmm. and then thinking about what is my cooking voice? Like, what's my legacy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thinking about food and being like, I don't really understand this shit. I'm mm -hmm. Like, I understand flavor. I understand technique. I can make amazing food, mm -hmm. um, any, any kind of food. That's transparency right yeah, there. Yeah, but, but I don't know anything about, like, how, mm -hmm. how does a fucking carrot work? Right. Why are some carrots sweet and some are, like, great? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to learn. Yeah. And so I started going to Sammy's. I was like, yo, you, <laughs> I I'm, remember like, I'm like, you're my mentor. And he was like, oh, shit. And I was like, <laughs> and I would just be there all the time. Yeah. And I brought Corey along with me, and he really was like, 
And I told him, I was like, I, I'm buying property. I dragged him out to the property that I was going to buy. And he was like, and I was like, I need you to do a tour of this property with me. Right. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, and I need you to like look at it and like, give me some idea. And he did. Yeah. He came out and was like, you know, when we ended up finding the farm, he said, this is a perfect to Love it. Um, and anyways, and I started cool to story. learn. I never knew that. Yeah. And so I started to learn like, and, and he told me why. And I was like, all this shit you would never thought. Right, like mm -hmm. the, the topography and, and the like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And like it's another language. Yeah, and, and like my eyes started to open and I realized, and that goes to the ego thing, and it's another point where you're just like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Like I know yeah. so little about what's going on. <laughs> um, but it's empowering to learn and to and, yeah. to and to reach that point where you're like, where you can let that go and you can be like, I understand that I don't know anything, and now I'm now I'm like looking at it through like baby eyes. Yeah. That's when you're like free to really learn stuff. Like, yeah. And it changes it, that. It changed the way I cooked. Yeah. You know, once we yeah. started farming, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't need to be um, applying all these like super, you know, molecular processes to the food I'm cooking. Right. Cause I can control it from this point. From yeah. C yeah. where I can influence the dish. Yeah. From the ground, from the from the beginning, from the, the way beginning. that I, from the where where I decide to plant yeah. this and that will give yeah. me a different result. If I plant yeah. carrots here and carrots over here, they're not the same carrots. Mm -hmm. You right. know what I mean? Taking soil tests and shit like that. I was like, I was like, whoa, I'm getting way out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I still don't know anything. And I did yeah. it for three, like two years. Yeah. We we had two full seasons on the farm, like two successful seasons farming, and I and like I'm like I don't know anything about farming now. Still. Yeah, it's just like I scratched the surface where I like I can notice some things that other chefs can't. Right. Because I have some experience, but I still no understanding yeah. of it. Yeah, there's so much value in that. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, like back to the But but like, that's the value of those guys. So you realize that you're like, okay, I'm just a steward of these that's products. It. That's it. Right. I'm master. Yeah, and, and they're the ones doing the magic. Mm hmm So Yeah. That's radical acceptance right there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you're just you like, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it changed the quality of my food. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, because um, I wasn't overdoing it. Right. You know, and then also the awareness of that. Yeah. For me, like I was, I've always been like hyper respectful of the product, like doing things the right way and technique and all that. Definitely. But this was like, this gave me a connection where I could explain it to other people and be like, look, think about it this way. Mm -hmm. you know, I've been on these farms. I've been working next to this dude with his kids, mm -hmm. like digging up these fucking potatoes, man. Mm -hmm. That job mm -hmm. sucks, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like that job blows, dude. That, that dirt doesn't come out of your fingernails for days. That's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're you're yeah. living with that. Yeah. So like, don't overcook. Right. Like Sammy didn't dig those up. His 12 year old kid did. That's right. You know That's what right. I mean? You wash those potatoes. Yeah. Right. Wash them and do not yeah. overcook them. Yeah. Like stand there and watch them. Set a timer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, and things like that, 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 you know, seem foolish and little, but like they're a deal breaker when yeah. it comes to cooking. Yeah. You know? I think that's a cool shift. Cause like, I felt the same thing. Like I had this, like in like this inward, um, uh, you know, uh, like this inner dialogue with myself, you know, when I was at upstream and, you know, we had aspirations, we wanted to do great things, you know? And, and, um, and, it, uh, and whenever I had to like shift gears and do your farm table and get out in the, into the farms and spend days out there in the fields. Like you're talking about, mm -hmm. um, it was, there was a major shift where, um, I, I felt like this outward 
um, you know, my thought process went from thinking inwardly about what, what can I do mm-hmm. to, to what can I do for them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. How can I use my position? You know what I mean? To, to tell their stories, cook their food correctly. Mm-hmm. I think like, yep. that's really important. You know what I mean? And, and grow together, you know, as a community. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm the garden variety cook, man. Like, you know, we want, we want, uh, when I was an upstream, you know, we, we talked about James Beard. We talked about doing good things like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and being the quote unquote best of whatever it is we're doing, which is literally impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but that was the, that's like, if, if you ask me what I've, what's been like the greatest impact, uh, for me on, uh, on a personal level, um, from a, like a cook's integrity level, like it's that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, yep. this, it's just the shift in thought process and, and how I approach food. And, and, um, you know, and I think like what you're talking about as far as like, um, maybe a uh, minimalistic approach, you know, because of your, you know, your comprehension of what we're doing and what we're, mm-hmm. what, you know, the ingredients that we have, uh, we'll see that in the restaurant as well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that leads to restaurant constantly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. One thing I want to ask you about this, because this is something that's really important to us as a restaurant group now. And I think I, I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, we, we realized after laying off all of our team and going through all that roller coaster, right? When it became clear that we would be able to reopen, mm-hmm. right? The, 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 uh, the decisions we made, we made the strategies that we employed to like save our cash reserves to like hunker down was going to result in us being able to reopen. We started talking, Patrick and I, about like what that's going to look like for our businesses. I was like, something has to fucking change, mm-hmm. right? We have not been doing it right. Uh, There's a lot of conversations, I think, realizations that Patrick maybe had because he was kind of the impetus of this. Like he thought of, he kind of thought of the groundwork of all this. Um, but like it was always clear in our group, mm-hmm. right? Patrick always made more money than me. Mm-hmm. I mean. I was the creative force behind our food. I mean, people come to our restaurants for the food. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come for our ambiance too and the experience, but like the f- people go to restaurants to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Agree. And, and I think Pat had some realizations and we had had some conversations about this over the course of years about how it's, it's, a, it's a little, it's, it's, it's not fair. It's mm-hmm. not balanced mm-hmm. the way that it should be. I mean, for the mm-hmm. amount of work and, and stuff that we do as chefs, like we're always undervalued. Mm-hmm. I've always felt undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think We're commodities, man. yeah. And, and I think, you know, that became real to us. Like we, we saw that and, and Pat devised a formula and a plan for us to level the plane. Our goal was always, we, you know, if we, we dwelled on the fact that we had to lay off our entire team, took away their livelihood and put them in a really shitty position. It wasn't mm-hmm. our fault, mm-hmm. but it, that's the reality. That's how we felt. Mm-hmm. And so we needed, we needed to change the game. We needed to change the way we do business. Mm-hmm. And we knew that all these restaurants that failed mm-hmm. and were no longer part of the, you know, the playing field anymore, in order for our industry to recover and to become healthy, there had to be some changes. Mm-hmm. And we could play a part in that. Mm-hmm. So we developed, and the idea was to, to, to you know, um, create some equality in the pay scale in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, dishwashers, prep cooks, line cooks, they don't, they historically don't get paid shit. I never did. Um, never. I never got paid like my dad didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't pay Max very well when he first started with us either. Um, but I think he learned a lesson. 
Uh, but, but I mean, the people that are really grunting it out, yeah. doing, doing the hard work that, that other people don't want to do, yeah. we're getting paid minimal yeah. pay. And you've got an old way of thinking. Yeah, and you've got servers coming in, and, and, and I love our servers too. I mean, the work that they do is necessary mm -hmm. and hard work as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, the hours are shorter. They're not fabricating mm -hmm. the thing that we're selling to everybody. Mm -hmm. And they're making really great money, right? And there's always been that, that back of the house, front of the house, you know, divide. Yeah. And <clears throat> we wanted to, to fix that. Right. So we, we created the, the Tip the Kitchen mm -hmm. initiative, which has been wildly successful. I fucking love like, it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Over since we started it less than a year ago, mm -hmm. over $700,000 we've raised mm -hmm. for our back of the house team specifically. You can say that number again, oh, 700,000. Over 700,000. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, dude, by, yeah. by in 12 months, it'll be a million. Yeah. For sure, yeah. at the rate we're going. Mm -hmm. um, and it's catching on. When we yeah. first started doing it, maybe 6% of our, of our guests would contribute. Mm -hmm. But now it's, that number's grown. I mean, it's like 12% mm -hmm. of, our, of our guests participate. They're not required to. That's right. Right? You don't have to participate. It's only if you have an amazing experience and the food is outstanding. We ask that you share. Right. Right? And then we match anything that they, that they earn in tips for the day. Love the it. The owners. So it was like up to $500 a day. Love it. So if they earn $500 in tips for a shift, right? We put in $500, so it's a grand. And the back of the house splits it. Even line cooks, prep cooks, dishwashers, doesn't matter. Everybody share. Right. And these guys are fucking making bank, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. crazy bank. Yeah. And the morale in our kitchens is fucking out of this world. People yeah. are like excited to be at work. People like greet me and thank me. And like, yeah. this is the kind of business that we wanted to have. Yeah. Um, and I think you've invested in your people. Yeah. We've invested in our people. You know and, we've, I mean? and I've always invested in my people like knowledge. Yeah. I share my time with them to like teach them. And, and that's great. And that's yeah. awesome. And that's but good. But on, on a macro level. Yeah. But, but sharing the spoils. Mm hmm of what we do every day mm -hmm. is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's changed their lives, mm -hmm. right? Like it's one thing to share, like make somebody better, mm -hmm. a better person, um, understand what they're doing better, make them a better employee. But it's another thing to change their life where now their life is easier because they work with us, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's, that is astounding. And it gives us an enormous sense of pride. Yeah. Um, have you thought about that for your business when you open, how are you going to be able to pay them? What are you going to pay them? Yeah. Are you there yet? Have you thought about it? Are you thinking about it? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, we're there. I mean, like, you know, like I, I share in your, in all of our stories, mm -hmm. man, 11 million people were laid off. You know what I mean? One afternoon. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, I've already stated, like, my position I thought was like, you know, like I just did the Food Network. I was an executive chef at a restaurant, prominent place. You know, my name was out there and I was out mm -hmm. on the fucking street. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was told to go get unemployment. You know what I mean? I mean, think about that. You know, and, and after seven years, you know, with, yeah. a, with a company, like that's it. That's the end of it. And, um, and so uh, we have to learn from that. Mm -hmm. We have to learn from that. And so um, whenever your farm's your table became what looked like a business, um, it was meal delivery, right? And so leaning on the painful experiences of being laid off and, and jobless, which is like the worst, <laughs> yeah. um, 
and like the blueprint or template of the business models that we'd had and known all our careers. I knew like if I was going to do this, it was going to look completely different, you know? And so like, for example, you know, obviously we deliver meals. So I, I dove in and did some research on what does Uber eats? What are all the major delivery companies paying people per hour? Like, how does that shake out? Yep. You know? And, and so there was a number and it was like between, and I looked at Atlanta, Charlotte, uh, Raleigh, like, the Southeast major cities. Right. And it was a number, I think it shook out to like $7 and 12 cents or some shit like that, you know, which is garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, can't plus, live on plus it. Plus gratuity. No, how do you annualize that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, in your own car, <laughs> fuck out of here with that. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to double that. I'm going to double that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, so if you come to work for us, or you join our team, like you're going to have like a quote unquote livable wage, mm -hmm. but more than that, I, I don't even, I would argue that it's more than the dollar amount. Like it's, it's like, we care, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Totally. We care about you. We care about you before you come to work. We care about why you're at work. When you leave, we care about you. You know what I mean? Like we're here for you. Like we are, we are investing. You are the most for years, Jamie, you and I both know the same thing, right? The most important person in the dining room was the customer, right? Yep. Fuck that. Yep. We're scrapping that. 100%. We're scrapping that. You know what yep. I mean? The most important people in our room at your farms, your table and, and with your group, uh, which I've been following along closely, you know, are, are, are the team members, 100%. you know what I mean? Yep. And, um, and yep. so, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's the direction I took, you know, and, um, and it didn't take much, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, the business template that I have is, is, uh, you know, we have uh, low fixed cost, you know, which we get to invest in our, our team members as well as our community mm -hmm. farms and farms farmers markets and all that. Um, so that's huge. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, as we grew, um, even more, uh, began doing events and, um, you know, now it looks like we're going to a restaurant next year. Um, you know, we developed, I developed a wellness program, you know, for our team members. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I'd, so I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So, okay. So when I was in treatment, I went to long-term treatment, right. In Sumter, South Carolina. And wow. while I was in treatment, while I learned how to get sober, I had to have a job. And the reason why to make you have to get a job is you have to learn how to pay your bills, you have uh -huh. to learn how to be accountable, you have to learn how to live, uh -huh. right? And so I was, I was, by the time I finished that, I was, I was ready for the world, you know, yeah. what I mean? ready for the real world, yeah. as opposed to like going to some 28 day treatment, right? You know what I mean? Where they, they, they take you know, care of you, you write a check for 50 grand, they spit you out after 28 days, and you're, you're like, like, I don't even know where the, how do I get on a bus? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, how do I pay a light bill? Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, so the people that, um, you know, so, I took a lot from that experience, you know, and I wanted to recreate it and pay it forward. Like my life is mm -hmm. from the outside looking in and, and from the inside looking out, it's my life is amazing. Like it's just ridiculously, <laughs> I'm blessed. And yeah. so I can't really, ex and you know, and we, I have professional success, so, but I can't really accept all that without paying it forward, doing whatever I can to, uh, to give back. And so the people that work for me, um, that drive on the delivery team are all newly in recovery. Uh -huh. They're all new, like new in recovery, guys, girls, older, younger. Um, but they come to a, uh, a place, um, uh, you know, th that's going to pay them a livable wage. We can give them a full week's, uh, calendar of their schedule, right? So they can mm -hmm. plan accordingly and understand how important it is, um, to organize your life, you know, and, and, um, and prepare them for the next level. So that's, that's really, really important. That has to be talked about. Um, but as far as the wellness program, you know, it's, it, it basically what it, what hap what we're doing what I want to do and what we're gonna do is 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 gonna reflect um, our mission statement right mm -hmm. you know we're a community based business right and so community starts with us um, so whether we're talking about um, mental health 
You know what I mean? We're talking about physical health. Are you eating what what we're cooking? Because all we talk about is farm. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Have you been to a farm? Yeah. You know what the farm is, yeah. experience you is like? you know what this food tastes like? Do you understand our food systems? Yeah. Like, that's really, really important because, you know, for me, like the mind-body experience, like I take, I do my best to take care of myself. And I think it's really important for me to, to be my best self. And so, um, you know, a big part of that is what I eat, right? Yep. What goes in, right? 100%. So, you know what I mean? Yep. And so, um, so we, so that's the uh, working environment uh, that we want to cultivate and we plan on cultivating. Nice. You know what I mean? And so that, and so there's some, there's some sobriety aspects to our wellness program, but, but really, uh, you know, as a whole, um, you know, it's all about optimism, I think empowerment, right. And the realization that we're all on the same page, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that's, that's really, really important. And that's going to be a part of it. Nice. Very good. I think, I think that that is, and that's awesome that you're doing that and you're, you're flushing out. I hope a lot of people, and as you develop that program, restaurant too, and it grows, other people take notice and, and, and follow in your footsteps. I'm going to look at that myself. Cause I think it's a great idea. I mean, I tell my chefs all the time, it's part of my like, you know, intensive training with them. It's like, you guys have to sleep and you have to eat. You guys have, I don't want you guys in here zombie and not like that's, you're not a good leader. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to, you're not there for your team. If you're, if you're not a hundred percent, but I think taking it a step further and, and putting in place regime that they can participate in that makes them better is, mm -hmm. is an awesome idea yeah i, I think it's a, it's a constant conversation yeah. right mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it has to be a two-way conversation so yep um you know, that's the template <laughs> yeah. that i have and that's the approach we have like okay so um you know what do you know about matthew's farmer's market yep. driver yeah. you know what i mean have you what been do there you know? have you been there you, you deliver this every day right but have you been there you know what I mean? Yep. Have you ever tasted? Can you give somebody directions to get there? <laughs> yeah, but have you have you tasted a carrot, um, like a carrot from Sammy's Farm yeah. versus a, a carrot that you'll find at Harris Teeter? Crazy. Have you done that yet? Yeah, I have. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Said yeah. yeah. driver. You yeah. know what I mean? Do you understand yeah. what we're doing and why we're doing it? Yep. You know what I mean? And and tell me how that feels whenever you you have this realization that that um, the stuff that they're selling you. You know, at Chick Fil A, yep. you know, it was fucking salt and sugar, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and what we what we're offering here at your farm's your table is is sustenance and it's nourishing, mm -hmm. right? And it and it will um, um, enhance your ability to, to get sober and stay sober, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because you're gonna feel good. Yeah. I feel good when I go to the market. Hell yeah. Right. I feel good when I look at their look them in the eyes and and <laughs> want to know what I, what fucking sweet potato is this, man? Yeah. Like. <laughs> I thought I knew everything about sweet potatoes, right. but you're about to drop. Yeah, yeah, you're, just, you're blowing my you're mind. You're about right. to do a mic drop on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that—that's dope. That's the dopamine. I've been—I've been chasing this shit all my life. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. And I thought I could find it in drinking drugs, but I couldn't. Yeah. You know, but here we are, and it's—and it's the unifying factor in food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's—that's going to lead our wellness program. Your farm's your table. I'm awesome. really excited about it. Yeah, that's great. Um, I love that. Awesome. Let's talk about. So we're at an hour now. I'm gonna—I want to wrap it up because I don't want to keep you too long. I also want people to listen all the way through, right. but, um, but, but I can't let you go without talking about the personal chef because you cook for, I think everybody here's favorite football player, at least, at least my fiance's yeah, yeah, right? like, um, 22, yeah. Number 22. So, so how is that cooking with Christian? What's he like? What does he like to eat? Like, don't give me, don't give me like the inside scoop, but like, Share with people like what that experience, how that came to be for right. you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's, you know, we, we know him well in our restaurants. He, you know, him and his, his girlfriend are, are great supporters of, of ours. He loves Five Shirts. And we're great supporters of his. Like, we love them too. Yeah. Um, I think Alejandro knows, you know, his girlfriend personally. So, like, 
you know, there's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we value that big time. Um, but we also love watching him play like football because yeah. it's amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, so you scored, you scored a gig being able to cook with him yeah. for him. How'd that come to be? And, and what's that like? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was a, a wild experience, man. Somebody, uh, you know, another chef reached out and they said, Hey, I got this guy. He's looking for a personal chef. He's an athlete. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah whatever. Cool. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> and, and so Christian calls me. He's like, yeah, man, I was checking out your website. This is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, and he had just come off uh, uh, last year where he missed a bunch of games. He got hurt, stayed hurt. And, um, and he wanted to kind of simplify his off season regime, uh, regiment. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, was really, really like cognizant of the power of the mind-body experience, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and um and you know felt like it was uh, it would be necessary for him to you know to get back to where he was, and so we met and I went and did a, a, a you know I went and cooked for him um, at his condo and um and, and we hit it off, man, and so um so yeah so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man, cool. you know for eleven months. You know, wherever he is, I take care of it. And um, it's been a cool relationship. Um, you know, he's, he's super high character, super high character. Um, cares a lot about uh, our food system. Cares a lot about the community, like in, in, a, in a really big way. And um, is always asking questions about, you know, the source of these mushrooms from Hiram or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, he, he loves. Um, Just know, know, know the story, like where my stuff's coming from and yeah. the connection to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it was like. You know how uh, you know what do I is this what I want to do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. is this is this is this really important to me? And and questions we have to ask ourselves, right? Right. Because this is a huge commitment. You know, and and basically it came down to like, um, you know, I just had to simplify uh, how I felt about things, and it was really just another cool opportunity to connect somebody who would never make it out to Matthew's Farmer's Market because yeah. he just fucking can't. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, he can't. I'm sure he, won't, he won't be able to enjoy that like like, yeah. like we can. Yeah. He's going to get, yeah, get swarmed by people that, like, and he's not going to be able to, pictures and shit. he's not going to be able to enjoy the experience of, like, getting to know yeah. the farmer. And, yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, was, so I just view it as a, uh, an act of service, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, is a cool approach. It's a really humbling approach to, to, to what we do, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to connect him with our local community and, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, tell the stories of food, man, yeah. where they come from. Awesome. Something like him. Yeah. So gluten-free, dairy-free. So what is a lot of protein? So what's, a lot so, of veg. So, so what's, so what's the, the thing that Christian asks you to make most frequently? You know what he loves? Well, tell me. I know. I know. I want to know. You know I know what he orders when he comes to my restaurants, but I want to know what he asks you to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, what I want to yeah. know. No, man. Um, okay. So he loves the, the eggs from nun farms. Okay. Yeah. Which is where we get our eggs from. Um, you know, he loves, um, uh, he, he loves layered flavors, you know okay. what I mean? It's just something really simple, but you know, maybe we put a, a one or two day marinade on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, and he loves to talk about the journey of food, like cool. not only like the source of where the food comes from, but also what he's tasting as he's tasting it. Cool. It's really, really interesting because, um, from where we started to where we are now is, is a completely different conversation. Are you are you around when he's eating? Like, are you there with him, or is it kind of like? Oh, I cook it right in front of him. Okay, so you, so you like prepare food for me, and then he like eats, and and then you go your your way, and he goes his. Yeah, like, like typical. Cool. Day, so like, you get to I'm eat. up at five. I I, I go uh, to my kitchen over here on the west side, pick up ingredients, and I'll go to his house, whichever house he's at, yep. you know, and 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 cook it right before he eats it. Yep. I'll clean up. Yep. Go home, and then lunchtime wherever he is. You know, uh, I'll pack up again, yep. put everything in a bus tub, yep. go and cook him lunch right in front of him. Yep. Right. And then clean up and then go home and same thing for dinner. 
Yeah, there's no meal prep. I don't even know yeah. how to do that shit. <laughs> me, neither, me neither. I've, I've tried practicing for myself so that I eat better. I'm like, okay, if we prep like all these really great things, I'll eat like real healthy. And I'm like, I, I have to make it. And then you gotta know, make like, it. Like, like I can't, yeah. I'm not eating cold shit like, out of the fridge. I'm typing up like reheating instructions, yeah. much less like organizing. That's too funny. That's too funny. Yeah, no, man, no. I mean, it's, it's. Um, so do you think, is, is there, is, are you going to have an opportunity? I, you, you raised the question of connecting him with the, the with the food community, right? Yeah. Is there, is there, have you thought about, has he ever done like taking him to do like some farm tour, taking him out to these farms and meeting the farmers that are making the food for him? I'm yeah. sure that a the farmers would be fucking static. I yeah, would think it would. would. You know, um, he might love it. Or who knows? I don't know. Would he love it? Or would he be like? Eh. I think he would. But like, my role is like. It's funny. I have this shelf in my kitchen where people will bring stuff for him to like sign and or like just home remedy <laughs> yeah. and like hey, medicine. Can you get? Can you? Hey man. Can you, you get know what I mean? Like, yeah, I heard he's got a bad ankle. Can you give him this, uh, you know what I mean, like this drink? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. And I'll yeah. put it on this, on this yeah, shelf. <laughs> so I have this shelf of stuff where, like, jerseys need to be shined. I would never do any of that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm there to support yeah, you're not, you got to respect his, him, like, yeah. the yep. relationship, too, is, like, yeah. important. And, and, you know, and, and, uh, and I have, you know, I have a front row view of what his life is like and, and it, the demands. Uh, you know, he just turned 25, man. That's amazing. And, um, and so there's so... God. I, I wish I my footprint is light. You know what I mean? I come, I take care of him yeah. the best I can, yeah. you know, with the tools that I have. Lucky, and he's I, lucky to I'm have gone. you, dude. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You know? um, that's so great. I think I've taken like one picture with him, maybe two. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just like to be able to, to let my food do the talking. Here you are. Yeah. Hope everything's going okay. We have conversations. That's great too. And then, and then, you know, and then go. Cool. So the eggs, the eggs and the flavors. Yeah. 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 He loves braised meat. We did, we do it. It's funny, man. You know, anything can happen any day of the week. You know, sometimes it'll be like, Hey, can we do Italian night? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll bust out the chicken. You're like, Hell yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, you're speaking my language now. Let's do it. You're like, today's yeah, a carb yeah. day. Let's yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know we'll, 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 you know, we'll fire up the big grill on the, on this patio and do like a, you know, a, a low country grill out or some shit like that. So you that raises, we have fun. Is, is he, is he super um, like specific about, or do you have to be, super cognizant is to like calories and carbs versus i mean obviously he'll he i mean i imagine the way he works out and stuff he's just like consumes whatever yeah like yeah he probably eats pretty like super clean i would think yeah i mean yeah i have like Like, i have a window for like protein volume um veg volume and all that other stuff but i've never put anything on a scale i've never ever broken anything down with him from a uh like a um you know like like i've never sent him a data sheet of of, yeah yeah yeah. this is your calorie caloric intake so i I can't even say it i mean does does, 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 does he does he track that stuff or is he just kind of like i need all of the nutrients i can get yeah like yeah as much as i can get pretty much i imagine like his workouts have got to be intense intense yeah so yeah. there's probably just not enough food today to fuel that kind of machine. A man can eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's great. Okay, cool. Anything else um, you want to touch on um, before um, before we wrap up that you want to let people know about that's important to you that yeah. – Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could wrap up and kind of go through an overview on Ben's friends. So Ben's friends yep. really like um, – you know, the journey that Ben's friends has taken was one of um, – you know, it started out like uh, just having a conversation about getting sober and staying sober, you know, and, it, and it's evolved uh, into a greater conversation about the direction of our industry as a whole, you know, and, and not even for people that that, you know, want to get sober per se, but um, would like to change um, 
are, uh, you know, are, like the status quo in the, in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Work hard, play hard. It doesn't have to be like that, yep. right? We don't have to have shift drinks. We don't have to do a lot of the things that we used to do, right? Play hard doesn't have to mean get fucked up. It doesn't. No, not at all. Yeah, and, you can um, play hard in a lot of healthy ways. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's so it's a real cool way of like, um, of you know, changing the conversation, change, changing the narrative overall uh, for a more sustainable future. You know, and, and now more than ever, the conversation is important. Yep. It's really important. You know what I mean? Because, because like, look, here's our, here's the current, like our current crisis is like, there's not enough cooks, you know what I mean? So the cooks in the restaurants are being stretched. Right. And we don't like to say no, we mm -hmm. don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't want to be that guy. No. no, I can't work three stations, yeah. you know, and get paid for one. Of course I can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, so there's like, so, but there's, but like, so, so, so it's like, so it goes either way. Right. You know what I mean? Like we'll find a way to overwork. We'll find a way to go the extra mile. We'll find a way to go. We'll do whatever it is we can, you know, for, for the guest that walks in the door. Right. Mm -hmm. But can we say the same for ourselves? Right. Right. Are we doing everything we can for ourselves, you know, for a more sustainable future for, um, you know, for an industry that we all love, mm -hmm. you know, that we'll, we'll all, um, lay down, lay, lay down, lay out, lay out our lives for, yeah. you know? And, and so that's, so that's the direction that we're taking Love and, it. And, and it's really cool. So how can people, um, is it, is it only for people that are clean or sober? No, man. Any, no, I mean, any, anybody can be a part of the conversation. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, sobriety is going to be part of the conversation. Yeah. You show of course. Up to friends for as many, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about sobriety. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about, um, the thing, you know I mean? Like the, the foundational issues, but, um, but we're also going to talk about, you know, look, dude, you know, uh, we care about you. You know what I mean? We want to see you stick around. If it's not your time to get sober and stay sober, which wasn't mine. I didn't get sober until I was 38 years old, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, then we'd like to plant a seed, mm -hmm. you know, just keep coming back. You know, be a part of this thing. Walk this path with us. You know, we yep. need you and you need us. Yep. Let's do it. How can how can people find Ben's friends? Ben'sFriendsHope.com. Okay. Well, and we'll put a, we'll put a link in the, the show notes of this too, so yeah. people can just yeah. Click on it. And, cool. And for Charlotte peeps, we meet uh, every Monday at 11 a.m. at Oku and South End. Okay. Um, and then I, I run a couple. I, I run a meeting Thursday night. We had a great meeting last night. Uh, 11 p.m. nationwide. Um, but yeah, man, Ben's friends. Is that the, the 11 PM meeting? Is that in person or is that zoom? zoom. Yeah. Okay. Zoom. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we had people from, from TC Maine, um, and people can, Portland. people find that through the Ben's friend mm -hmm. site. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they can yeah. sign up for the zoom or whatever. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, um, thank you so much for being here dude, and sharing a little bit of your story and, um, hopefully people will dig it and I can't wait to see what you end up doing next year. Congratulations on Charlotte of the Year. <laughs> what? No, one of, one of, one of not, yeah, not yeah. the. Welcome, welcome to the club, though, man. Yeah. It's a cool place to be. Yeah, here. right? Dude, you started it off. <laughs> you know, I, I have a group of people like <laughs> I saw that and I was so proud. Yeah, man. yeah. So happy. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's yeah. it's, it's an awesome honor to, or to be recognized more in the community than anywhere else. Like, yeah. You know, a lot of my um, they tricked us. They, I bet they tricked you too. Yeah, right? yeah. Hey, do you have a minute to talk? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Did I say? Did I? Did they put a quote in my thing? I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it either, God, but I, I just saw the cover. But that's how they got me. It, they something like in September. I was like walking my dog, and the lady called. And you're like, oh yeah, I can bullshit for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, I, then I gotta go do something with these beats. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And next, you know, yeah, you're like, I, was, I was at my uncle's house, and he like hit me in the head with a magazine. He's like, congrats, dude. Yeah, I was like, what is what? That's awesome. I'm on here. Yeah. It's cool. a, you know, I, I really, in, like, for me, it's a lot more rewarding to get 
the the local stuff than it is anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. National press is great, mm-hmm. like for business, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I, yeah. I I don't care if yeah. people in you know Oklahoma know who I am or not. Right. You know what I mean? What yeah. I do care about is that people here make an impact. Yeah. Like like this is my community. This is where. I do my business this is where my livelihood is where most of my focus is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to get those kind of accolades just feels good. And it, it makes you, it reinforces the hard work that we're doing is the right work. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's making a difference for somebody's noticing that's worth it. That's right. Yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks brother. Thank you. very traditional kind